It's Saturday, April 23rd, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. On Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average posted its worst one-day percentage change since October 2020, losing 981 points to close at 33,811. The S&P 500 dropped 121 points, while the Nasdaq Composite fell 335 points. Friday's declines, which deepened throughout the session, undid gains from earlier in the week, extending a slide for stock markets. The broad-based S&P 500 fell at least 1% for the third consecutive week, while the tech-focused Nasdaq Composite Index lost at least 2% for a third straight week. Bond yields extended their gains, rising for three consecutive weeks. Investors this week parsed first-quarter financial results from a range of firms in search of clues about the health of the economy, the consumer outlook, and companies' ability to cope with inflation. Of the companies that have reported so far, about 80% have beat analyst expectations, according to FactSet, which helped provide some stability to the U.S. stock market. Around the world, Russian authorities in recent days stopped publishing data on government debt, trade statistics, and oil production. The central bank limited the volume of financial information that local banks have to publish regularly, while lawmakers are working on a bill banning leaders from sharing data with foreign states. The growing blackout is part of an effort by the Russian authorities to protect the economy and domestic companies from further sanctions by the West following Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Limited data means that Washington and Brussels will have less visibility on whether and how their sanctions are biting into the Russian economy. So far, the sanctions have cut off Moscow from much of the Western financial infrastructure. Economists are predicting a deep recession combined with steep inflation, and Russian unemployment is rising amid an exodus of Western companies. Meanwhile, Ukrainian officials accused Russia of burying thousands of civilians in mass graves outside Mariupol, a city now mostly under Russian control, as a senior Russian military official said Moscow's territorial goals extend well beyond Ukraine's eastern Donbass region. Moscow stopped considering Donbass as part of Ukraine, including areas controlled by Kyiv, when President Vladimir Putin in February recognized the independence of the so-called Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics, statelets created with Moscow's help in part of the region in 2014. Major General Rustam Minikayev, deputy commander of Russia's Central Military District, said in remarks at a conference carried by state media on Friday, that Moscow sought to control all of southern Ukraine to secure a land corridor to Crimea, the Ukrainian peninsula that Moscow annexed in 2014, and to Moldova's Transnistria region, where he said Russian speakers suffer from discrimination. Back in the U.S., at least three people were wounded in a shooting Friday in northwest Washington, D.C., authorities said, and local residents were told to shelter in place. Metropolitan Police Department said two adults and a minor were shot. All three are in stable condition, Assistant Chief Stuart Emmerman said at an afternoon press conference. Chief Emmerman said there were no suspects in custody and no motive had been established. Police are trying to determine whether the three gunshot victims know each other, he said. A nearby school went into lockdown and residents were told to avoid the area or shelter in place. And... Tennessee lawmakers passed a bill this week that would require drunken drivers convicted of killing anyone with children 
to pay child support in a first for a U.S. state. The state Senate unanimously passed the bill Wednesday, about two months after House lawmakers had done so. The legislation now heads to Republican Governor Bill Lee. Courts would determine the appropriate amount to be paid to victims' children, considering their financial needs and resources, the surviving parent or guardian's financial resources, and the children's standard of living, according to the bill. Payments would continue until the children turn 18 years old and have graduated from high school or the high school class they are part of when they turn 18 is graduated, according to the legislation. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.